0: Every time I go to the New York area, an older person will always come up to me and go, Man, before your time, I used to
1: watch Bruno San Martino. Ah, he was amazing. He was great. So it's just fun to hear that. And that's how you know you're great. He was completely
0: dedicated to wrestling. He wasn't going to be satisfied to be second best. He was special because he paid a dear price to be a wrestler and a dear price to be a champion. In order to be on top, you have to be a winner. You have to be a top man. Incredible star and someone who carried the championship with pride and honor. And the fans go absolutely berserk. He uh, trained religiously and uh, watched other wrestlers in the ring,
1: every opportunity
0: he had. San Martino was big and hard, he was big in the gym. Bruno San Martino was my father's uh, favorite performer, was his father's favorite performer, in an area of the country where he was meant to shine. He did just that. He was truly a legend in New York. When I look back at the fact that he packed Madison Square Garden year in and year out, I think that statement alone explains his greatness. Bruno Sammartino
2: was able to bridge the gap between the ethnicity of fans. You would have the Italian fans, the Puerto Rican fans, the Jewish fans, the Russian fans, all united behind this champion for almost a decade. And that
1: truly makes Bruno San Martino one of the greatest. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we romanticize, fantasize, watch and review your favorite or not so favorite storylines, matches, events and or feuds from your pro wrestling past. I'm part of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida. And as always, I'm joined by Jimmy Price. And today is a... Somber one, at most. Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. Happy to be here with you, as always, but wish it was, uh, you know, sort of under better circumstances.
1: It's back, you and I, just one-on-one. Right. Sound crisp right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to get the audio down with multiple guests. Just bear with us. But, uh, yes, today is uh, uh, an interesting day. It's the birthday of the Fallen One Hot Rod, who we lost last year. Yeah, right. I think right. 2 uh, years ago. 3 now. 3. Yeah. It doesn't Jeez. feel like Time it. Flies. But yeah,
2: it's been I think it's been 3 cuz we actually lost Dusty and Hot Rod within the span of a couple months of and each that other. that was 3 years ago. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right. It's crazy.
1: Um uh, the birthday of Roddy Piper but also the um the passing away of the legendary Bruno San Martino. Yeah,
2: one of the uh you know, all-time biggest stars in the history of the industry. Somebody uh who in the in the in the territory days of the sixties and the seventies, you know, was the biggest star of the biggest territory, uh, you know, that obviously being the the WWF uh, in New York and all across the Northeast, obviously his hometown of Pittsburgh where he is, you know, worshipped. Yeah. Um, it didn't there weren't any there weren't any bigger stars in in, in in the country at that
1: time than Bruno, I would say. I agree. and, yeah. and truly the epitome of the American dream. Um, just coming from a a country at war in, um, he, he born in Italy, of course, under Nazi rule at that time in October 6th, 1935. And, um, his family escapes from these Nazis, his mother, uh, and him sick at the time. Um, and his brother as well. Um, this is just a a great story and he comes to America and he finds, the american dream and he starts uh training in weights and then he gets into this wrestling yeah and then just becomes a phenomenal star that transcends race as well Mm -hmm. um and just an overall great moral stand-up like american hero yeah you know
2: absolutely absolutely and just like you said incredible circumstances coming over here during the war um, and, and really like being, embodying everything that you, you know, were looking for in that, in that all American hero for sure. Yeah. Um, just, and just, a, uh, just the absolute, absolute
1: legend. Um, yes. Embodied the living legend moniker yes. even while he was alive. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is how much the guy was adored. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it's a great story for Bruno San Martino. Um, many of you should watch the documentary, um, on him that the WWF or WWE has put out. Um, there's also the, um, that it's, it's JBL sitting down with him on the network. I don't know if you've seen that.
2: I have not, I have not. I'm going to go. go Actually a
1: really good, uh, really good sit down. He talks about his storied career and, uh, and then there's the table for three with Randy Orton and Rick Flair. Yeah. Interesting one as well. Yeah. Um yeah, just it, it it seems um it's nice that he came back to the WWE to sew up his career because he did have a a, a long departure from them.
2: Yeah, a long departure and, and one that was thought that, you know, the fence was unmendable. Um he was one of those guys along with Ultimate Warrior that, you know, you didn't think you would ever ever see back. Obviously two completely different uh, human beings there for sure. But yeah, similarly just the, the bad blood between him and the company. Um he was very uh you know outspoken during uh the steroid scandal and also the there's also some uh some somewhat of a sex scandal in the early nineties yeah. as well yep. for the WWF. Um there's a infamous interview that he did on Larry King with Vince. Yeah. Uh where he gets very, very heated yeah um about some of the accusations that that were flying. But at any rate, yeah, one of those guys you thought it's never going to happen. He's never going to come back, but you know, I guess time heals all wounds on that. And, and, and I'm glad it did because it was, you know, he needed to be in that hall of fame. Yes,
1: indeed. He's, he's a pivotal part of the creation of wrestling. Um, the, the popularity of wrestling, mm-hmm. um, the, the momentum going into WWF as well, taking over yeah. wrestling. Yeah. yeah so. uh-
2: absolutely kept, I mean, really, you know, he's the top star and he, you know, was sort of the anchor to get them through the, you know, the, the heart of the territory days and then later territory days, um, you know, bridging the gap between that era and, you know, the era of, uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah. I mean,
1: last wrestling date is, um, is in 1987. It's a tag team
2: match. Yeah. Which you just told me. And I, 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 didn't believe it. Yeah, August
1: yeah, like, 29th, 1987, tag teaming with Hulk Hogan, defeating King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang. Wow. Yeah. That's that's remarkable. And it didn't air until March of 88, so think yeah. about that. You're about to watch WrestleMania, what, 4? Yeah. And then you see Bruno still wrestling? Still, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I believe I had an LGN of him. Nice. Uh, but got eaten by a dog. Ah. Uh, yeah. So um, other than we're, we're going to take this episode and look back at Bruno, just skim through a couple highlights of his career, and then mm-hmm. we're going to watch a special match with Bruno San Martino, and you all can watch along with us on YouTube or right here, um, depending on which uh, medium you're listening or watching us. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, we also have our first season. On demand here, Retromania and Mulhollradio.com. Yeah. That's the origin of Attitude. And then we also have some bonus episodes where we have have some guests come along and uh, watch some matches with us Mm -hmm. and watch a special match that they want. Um, We want to do some more of those. So, uh, yeah, we're going to continue on. And then we also have our season two that's coming up. It's it's heating up, brother. Let me tell you something. Yeah. What's that one? Mania
2: is dead, season two of Retromania. We're going to uh, look at the alternate timeline in which uh, the Iron Sheik breaks Hogan's legs. And uh, Hogan has decided he's had enough of this crazy wrestling business. So he leaves the business. He's going to focus on Hollywood. So we look at the potential domino effect of what that would have been like. And we're actually going to go in and year in and year out, we're going to rebook the uh, Hulk Hogan era without hulk hogan
0: yeah
1: wow maybe ending up to a a, a point um mid 90s yeah of you know what would happen yeah so that's gonna be awesome um so everybody please check those out um like review subscribe share it's the only way we're gonna grow i want this to be a place for wrestling fans that really appreciate it and want to retrospectively look back at it and enjoy it and uh we try to hit the high notes, we try to hit some funny notes as well. Funny. Of course. Yeah. So because
2: um, yeah. wrestling's fun.
1: Yes, it is fun. It's yeah. supposed to be fun. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, and also you know, go you know, on the Facebook page, um, you know, get any sort of like questions, anything, you know, the Facebook page is, you know, a place where we can like sort of, you know, get together and, and, and talk about stuff. And, yeah, a little yeah. forum spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh check us out there and uh yeah, stay tuned because it's gonna be uh hitting your ears real soon.
1: Yes indeed. Alright, so this isn't gonna be like the typical retro mania episode, but we are gonna just give like a little honorary memorial episode to Bruno San Martino because he does deserve it. Um let's just let's just hop into this. But still we're gonna make it as retromania as we can. Of course. Yeah. yeah. As we always do, brother. Brother, brother. Yeah, so uh, Bruno Martino. yeah, he comes into wrestling. He starts wrestling around 1959. He has a match, and uh, yeah, it's, it's studio wrestling, and that's Pittsburgh-based. Yeah. So they brought around some territory, guys, so he gets a little stride going there for huh, nearly uh, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years plus. Uh, and then actually joins Capital Wrestling Corporation. This is WWWF before. Yes, it was WWWF. Yep,
2: right yeah. here, obviously in the nation's capital. Uh, it's where it all started.
1: Yep, but they also ran in uh, Madison Square Garden as well. Yep. and he has his first match against Bull Curry, Ooh. and who was substituting for Killer Kowalski at the time. That's January second, nineteen sixty, and uh, yeah, he. He's good. Um, Tootsman wanted to give him a little push there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in, in a match, this is crazy. I didn't know this. February 18th, 1961, he faced Chick Garbiati, and he body slams him, and he dies of a heart attack in the ring. <sighs> yeah. I did not know about that either. That's yeah. that's unfortunate. So uh, Bruno San Martino killed a man in the ring. Yeah. Yeah
2: that yeah it said and it says it took him many years to get over the incident i mean i'm sure i can only imagine and something something like a body slam too you know that you know i don't know the, the story of of a of a chick but um there had to have been other medical issues that worked for yeah. somebody to you know die of a body slam that yeah. that couldn't have been on all on bruno true, true. um but for yeah heart
1: attack in the ring yeah. yeah nonetheless there has to be some issues yeah yeah but yeah, uh, so around that time, um, Bruno like wrestles around various promotions, 61 through 63. Mm-hmm. And at this time, um, Capital Wrestling is also transitioning to WWF, as well as there's some other issues with NWA and who's the actual world champion. Right. This is where it all starts to, uh, you know, get really... Um, wwe wc or nwa right. at the time you know yeah. bruno sammartino wrestles and beats the then nwa champion buddy rogers for the title but having rogers having a groin injury Sam Martino being a stand-up guy couldn't accept the victory and the belt interesting interesting Yeah. So technically he was an NWA champion in a way. Technically, yeah. I wonder whose call that was. Not sure. But um, yeah, later um, he would wrestle Lou Thez for the NWA heavyweight championship, and uh, they would have a match that would end in a draw, and then Thez would have some cheap victories over him. Nice. So that's interesting there. But then what happens is, uh, you know, Thez beat Buddy Rogers for the NWA title, what happens with Buddy Rogers?
2: Buddy Rogers uh, stays around the Northeast territory, and he is crowned the first ever WWWF champion. And that's sort of like the great schism, you know, like that that you alluded to. This is where the two sides like sort of split off, and you you follow the lineage of these titles in in two different directions.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, man. and and these uh, four guys that are part of it. Yeah, no, uh, it's crazy. Um, well, three guys, sorry, Luthes, Buddy Rogers, yes. and, uh, Bruno, but yeah. So going on to there, um, he is called in by McMahon, uh, Sam Martino. They, they need him. Yeah. They need a guy that can transcend. Um, they usually have gimmicks as your race. As we Mm -hmm. talked about before, I think, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Irish, the Italians, the Polish, the German, you know, the Japanese. Yeah, even more so back then, for sure. So, they needed an Italian for the Northeast. Yeah. And then they were going to try to turn it into something big. So, they wanted Bruno Sammartino. So he comes back, and he wins the WWWF World Heavyweight Championship on May 17th, 1963, defeating Nature Boy Buddy Rogers in 48 seconds. Wow. And he'll say that he didn't hear Buddy Rogers uh, give up. The ref just told him to drop him. And Buddy Rogers will always say that he had a heart attack the week before. <laughs> But you know you have to be tested by athletic yeah. commission. So I was recovering, recovering, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um. So little switcheroo right there. But he held the title for seven years, eight months, and one day.
2: Now I think it's safe to say that that record will not be broken.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't think so. Yeah. ever.
2: No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, save you know the I mean the impending you know Bobby Lashley reign of terror yeah but uh Uh,
1: this is this is his first run by the way yeah (laughs) uh it's 2803 days wow amazing wow um he would he would just be that's that's how they built this title that's how wwf grew as this dominant brand it's because he held that title for so long yeah and Withdrew all these, these challengers that came towards him. Um, and they spanned from race, uh, to gimmick to anything. Um, going down the list. I mean, basically in Madison Square Garden on a monthly basis. Right. He would he would have the top bad guys, you know, come and face him. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the this is the way that they did it. The Japan built their same thing off of um.
2: Anoki and... Yes, Anoki and... Giant Baba. And
1: and before that, Ricky Choshu. Yes. So, I mean, that was the big thing. Ricky Choshu brought in all the Gaijins and defeated them. Sam Martino's gonna bring in all these other people. Killer Kowalski, Giant Baba, Gene Kanitsky, Dr. Bill Miller, Dr. Jerry Graham, Bull Ramos, Hans Mortier, Waldo Von Erich, The Crusher, Johnny Valentine, The Sheik. Freddie Blassie, Curtis Ikea, Tarzan Tyler, Billy Watts, Bill Watts. Yeah.
2: I like to call him Billy. The old, the old cowboy, you and Cowboy go back. You <laughs> can call <laughs> me Billy, son.
1: Anytime. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Prefer Professor Toro Tanaka. Handsome Johnny Barend. Spiros Arion. Oscar Crusher Verdu Ernie the Big Cat Lad, John Tools, the Kentucky butcher and George the Animal Steal.
2: Anybody who, you know, was worth, you know, not just worth their salt, but anybody who was a, a top-tier heel of that era, you know, that's a who's 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 list right there. Yeah. Um, and and it speaks to um, San Martino's connection with the fans that they kept coming out and selling out Madison Square Garden month after month, you know, this whole time and never got bored with him as a champion because he was that much of a hero. You know, yeah. you don't you don't get bored with with an actual real life hero and that's what he was to these people at that time.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um 127 sellouts in Madison Square Garden <sighs> and about 170 appearances.
2: How's that for a batting average?
1: <laughs> uh I mean, We can go down Uh, Tony Rocca is a guy that uh, put him on in the early 60s and they had a lot of brawls at Madison Square Garden. Then getting into um, his run as champion um, July 11th, 1964, he lost to Freddie Blassie via DQ, Mm. but the attendance, 18,981. Packed. (laughs) I mean, just killing it. Uh, Beats Gene Kaniski. In nineteen sixty four, November, uh seventeen minutes, sold out arena. Then um August the next year of sixty five beats Doctor Bill Miller, sold out. I mean this is like nineteen max, you know? Yeah. Twenty thousand.
2: Yeah, the list goes on and on, and I mean you talk about, you know, they talk about Madison Square Garden being, you know, hollowed ground for the WWF and and that being, you know, such an important spot for them. And this is why this is what built that, um, you know, built that legacy. Um, And, and you think about what what Hulk Hogan was to, to Vince McMahon Jr. You know, that's what San Martino was to Vince McMahon Sr. That was that was his top guy. And you know, he was the one that would, you know, be at the top of the card every month in Madison Square Garden and sell it out far more often than not. Yep. Um so it's yeah. a remarkable legacy.
1: Yeah, until seventy one where he has to um he's kind of giving it up. He's like, I, I, I can't do this anymore, uh, I'm over. And then he gets beaten by Ivan Koloff at Madison Square Garden. Tough one there. Um they did a weird exchange too, to where it wouldn't be a riot so the belt was kept in the ring by the referee while uh ivan kind of walked off
2: yeah yeah i mean this is you know height of the cold war tension maybe not the height of the cold war but yeah certainly yeah. In in the midst for
1: sure yeah um later three weeks later pedro morales another transcending race, uh, dominant figure Mm -hmm. in, um, like bringing the Spanish Puerto Rican community to wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Pedro Morales beats Koloff to win the title and San Martino congratulates him. That's cool. But in 72, San Martino returns and he's in a 22 man battle Royal and he wins the battle Royal. And this is voted like the first ever match of the year in the wrestler magazine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So another first for Bruno. Um, and then in San in 72, he is asked again to get that title back. They need a bigger guy. Uh, Morales isn't doing it. Yeah. Um,
2: not packing the house like Bruno did. Yeah. He's yeah. not
1: that great of a, I mean, he was a good wrestler, he could he could fire back but uh it just wasn't the same drama as Bruno yeah yeah and
2: not not i really see maybe
1: that's a racist white
2: people <laughs> no, no? I, don't, I don't i don't i don't think so i mean okay. i think i i really you know i can't sit here and i can sit here and pretend to say well yeah i've studied the careers of both men but i I haven't seen many matches of either of theirs but you, i think i get a sense that the maybe the selling wasn't there for yeah. for, bruno, uh, for morales as much the connection wasn't as strong um for whatever reason um but yeah so they decided, they decided to flip the belt back to bruno
1: Yeah, well, it's an interesting thing because they're both faces at the time. Yeah. You know, Pedro having the title and San Martino coming back. Um, Well, there's a tag match and Professor Tanaka blinds them both. And they're, like, fighting each other. And then they clear their eyes (laughs) and realize that it's them. And guess what? What? They continue to brawl. Oh, no. Very nice. So then two weeks later on syndicated television blindfold match they recap everything and they have them signing a contract for the world title match at shea stadium this is going to be interesting and uh mcmahon gestures you know shake they don't shake their hands Uh, they're like pissed off this is awesome face first face yeah so they have a 65 minute draw at shea stadium (sighs) in new york wow yeah, a blowout match, but at the time, you know, they didn't do face first face title changes. So, unfortunately, Stan Stasiak wins the title, and uh, nine days, like you know, you know, a little bit, of time goes by. Yeah, and then in, uh, nine days after his reign as champion, Stan Stasiak gets beat by Bruno. Yeah, that's just how they go. did it back then. You yeah. have your
2: your heel transitional champion and.
1: Yep. So now on to his second reign. Yeah. Which this one is another one that uh it went nearly three years, um, culminating his reign of more than eleven years, four thousand and forty days. Unreal. Over a decade. Unreal.
2: Over a decade as champion.
1: Yeah. So he he goes through guys like uh, Bruiser Brody, Ken Patera. Bugsy McGraw, Freddie Blassie again, Varenbonn Rashke, uh, Ivan Koloff, superstar Billy Graham, um, Ernie Ladd again, and then George Steele again, and then Big Bob Duncan, and Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, Yeah, so some good, uh, some good names there. So his reign really comes to an end with one of the matches, not matches, but one of the opponents in the matches that we're going to watch uh stan Hansen, um he, he he body slams bruno in a match and breaks his neck yeah um but bruno continues the match um but bruno is struggling after all these years so he's getting up there in age he's like yeah f- f- you know late 40s blooming on his uh his 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 goodbye
2: yeah yeah it's a it's a long time for him to be wrestling with the you know the schedule they were running back then for sure
1: yeah um and, and he gets defeated by superstar Billy Graham to end his reign, which is great for Billy Graham because he's a great heel, yeah, and the original that's the rose baby the way it out, <laughs> you know um so uh, that's april thirtieth nineteen seventy seven um, but he'll have some later runs, uh, you know, going through traveling to Japan and wrestling NWA champion at the time, Harley Race, and then later coming back in 80 doing a, a feud with Larry Zabisco. This was a big one, yeah. This was, you
2: know, the student turning on uh, the teacher, and it uh, was a big feud, and it drew big money. Uh, the showdown at Shea August uh, 9th, yeah.
1: 1980. 36,295 fans. Yeah. So
2: here's a guy, Sam Martino, who became champion in the early sixties and is able to sell out, be at the top of the card and sell out chase stadium and, and, in, in the eighties. That's, you know, yeah, that's, you know, it stands the test of time. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, Hogan, you know, tried to, you know, brother it up a little bit and say that him and Andre, you know, were the real reason that Chase sold, chase hold out i mean their match was a big deal even back then for sure but that it, it wasn't what people were buying tickets for
1: yeah it was the real feud yeah. going on there yeah blood feud mm-hmm. um so then he comes back to wwf to ha- kind of have a um uh a push for his son david and it doesn't really work out No. yeah, yeah. but he has some last matches. Okay. So he has some great like comeback matches here. Mm-hmm. They're like the last bit of his feud where he's like passing the torch yeah. where he's, uh, you know, teaming with Tito Santano against Adrian Adonis and macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah. What? And then he's having a match with macho man, Randy Savage. And then he's having a feud with Roddy, Roddy Piper, him and Piper have some hot, Heat on the uh, Piper's Pit, which yeah. um had just appeared, um, on WWF. But yeah, and then they have a an incredible steel cage match. It's a, it's a phenomenal ending too, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the time. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, yeah, no, I actually haven't. Uh, check it out, yeah. definitely. It's yeah. on the network. Uh, they just put it up on the classics. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a great match. Um, and it thus being. Hot Rod's birthday. Yeah. I did yeah. post it on uh Wretchmania Facebook page. Yeah. So everybody, get into that. If you have the network, you can click it and it'll go right to that match.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, This last run is, it's it's sort of, to me, it's reminiscent of, you know, the run that Hogan had, you know, in, in WWE, you know, 2002 to, you know, 2005, you know, coming coming back and, and feuding with some of the younger guys, teaming with some of the younger guys. I agree. And, yeah. It's, you know, Sort of that last sort of farewell run. And yeah. it's cool that he got to do that. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, and he participates in WrestleMania too, in a battle royal. <laughs> and he is the sole survivor, pinning Honky Tonk Man. So, yeah. Running uh, off into the sunset. Yeah. Uh, and then that final match that we spoke of with Hulk Hogan. Yep. But, yeah, and then the breakup and then the rejoining and then the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just big stuff for him. Yeah. But uh let's let's get ready. Any 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 final thoughts uh anything on Bruno?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, he was quite a you know, quite a legend, one of the biggest in the history of the industry. Um I was lucky enough to get to uh, see him appear in person at a Ring of Honor show in 2006 um at the Manhattan Center. Um and this was you know in the time in his life where he was pretty much removed from wrestling and so it was rare for him to make an appearance but it was cool um so he's you know he was there he did a signing before the show and then he came out and, and did a um yeah sort of did like a you know speech for the crowd um again in the Manhattan center which is right across the street from madison square garden um, so to see him there in that setting in the shadow of, uh, MSG was, was very cool. And it was just, you know, sort of like the cherry on top for one of the, you know, the greatest cards I was ever, you know, lucky enough to get to see, um, but yeah, the crowd, you know, paid their respects and, you know, he's, you know, a great speaker and it was just really cool to see him. Um, so I thought about that a lot today. Um, but yeah, he's, de- we'll definitely be missed. I'm glad that, you know, you know, he leaves with his legacy cemented. Mm. Um, yes. not that it wouldn't have been cemented in, in WWE, but again, to be able to go out on good terms and be in that hall of fame, in the big leagues. Yeah. And, you know, we have these, you know, these, you know, interviews on the network that we can always look back
1: on now. So yeah. Um, Last minute stuff that he did and yeah. And just him being a part of where he came from too. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said, Jimmy. Uh, did you get that feeling when you, uh, saw him like any type of like feeling like, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to describe because, you know, it's not like I didn't, you know, I wasn't of the generation that grew up watching him. I've, I've, you know, appreciated him on a, like on a historical level and I've seen some of his work, but there was definitely that, that energy in the building of just, of being in the presence of somebody. Bruno's so there, Bruno's there and you're, you're in Midtown Manhattan and the and you've got a you've got a ballroom full of people chanting for Bruno San Martino. So that was yeah, that was palpable. You didn't have to grow up in the seventies and, and and watch him to feel that and I definitely felt that. That's awesome. Uh, on that night for sure. That is
1: awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately so never felt
2: that. Yeah, so Sorry. also thank <laughs> And former, uh, former retromania guest Dan Nelson was there. Uh, we that
1: was we uh, went up there with a couple friends of ours. So uh, oh cool, yeah. So
2: thanks for driving us to Jersey, Dan.
1: Sweet, yeah. Shout out to Dan Nelson yeah. and Hot Tag and uh, everything that he's doing with his scene. Yep. Definitely, he needs to get back onto the show. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to have him back because we could. That guy can talk wrestling for forever. Yeah, let's rip it yeah. up. Yeah. Um. All right, let's let's get into this match. It's going to be Bruno San Martino versus Stan Hansen in a steel cage match from August 1976, and trust me, it's not a boring one. This one goes. Um, you can find it on YouTube. I will actually share the link in the description for this podcast. And or you can watch along with us on our YouTube page. Yes, yeah, yeah, very excited about that. So, um, let's let's do our typical countdown from five, four, three, two, one, and then you hit click on zero. Remember, yes, don't get too excited. Though. I mean, I'm gonna jump the gun okay. again. <laughs> five, ready? Ready. Oh. Are you guys ready to watch along with us? Uh, oh, hold on a second. Are you guys? Are you ready? It's it's fucking Kevin again. Remember, we've been podcasting. Maldo's getting warm, you noobs. Jesus Christ. Um. Hey. Hey. I'm still. Sh- I. I'm still shitting. I'm barfing too. So I'm. I'm sh- b- b- Well, you should probably do that on your own. It's fucking weird. Well, uh, like, give me twenty more minutes and I'll be out of your bathroom. I swear. Okay. Whatever.
2: I don't give a shit.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, so we're still nope. we're still podcasting in Kevin's bathroom. I hate it's, that guy. Yeah, it's the only privacy we can get, but really rude of him. Hey hey, actually I'll take some code red. We're out. Okay. Never mind. Hey, right, whatever. Yeah, settle okay. for the blue shit. <laughs> that blast. The blast. That Baja blast. All right, let's get into this Baja match. Um, It's Bruno San Martino versus Stan Henson steel cage match, August 1976. You ready? Got it synced up on YouTube. Yes. You can watch along. You can listen along. Ready? Ready? Five, four, four, three, three, two, one. one.
2: The principles of the match. The principles of the match.
0: Damn.
1: Nice. He's got, like, eight mics. Yeah. Only two ways this time. I like that, though. You know, it's the old school. It's the escape through the door. Yeah. Or over the top. And guess what? It's not just, like... You know, a regular top. There's a little bit of spikes there. Yeah. They did yeah. it on that, like, inside the steel cage That's thing true. on WWE Classics. Yeah. Oh my God, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, you know, it's just the end of that where it joins, but he's like, it's almost like Bob Wire. Almost, yeah. yeah. Dangerous, <laughs> dangerous stuff.
2: <laughs> Shout out to the, uh, the Teamster ring announcer.
1: Yeah. Shout out to who posted this on YouTube as well.
2: Yeah. Crowd is hot. Ready for yeah. Bruno already.
1: The bounty hunter. Is he a bounty hunter? Should have any mini lasso yeah. people? Or... Damn, he is young and hungry right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: look at the flowing locks of Stan Hansen Fuck. here.
1: Beautifully. Yeah. Blonde. I like the uh, the VHS video recorder setting. Yes. Main event with the blink effect. Stan Hansen.
2: It's bad bad man Stan Hansen and this yes, is. He is Ooh. Flipping off fans, love it. This is early fairly early on in his career too. Yes.
1: But he was still a big shit kicker then, so they put him, like, you know, top of the card. Yeah.
0: I don't want to have to do this.
2: (laughs) Don't make him pull his union card on you.
1: Nope. Boy. I just picture him spitting. Yeah. All the time. He's not at that spitting phase yet. Yet. He'll get there.
2: Oh, man, the era before entrance music, it's like such an... I would love to, like, be in that crowd, you know, for so many reasons, but just, like, the progressive wave of the pop yeah. instead of the immediate, you know, Pavlovian, you hear the music, there's the pot. But it's like, you know, the the fans up front see him, and then they start flipping shit, and then,
1: like, it, it's like almost like a wave. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. You definitely can, and especially in the effects of, like, what they're doing with the moves too. It's like yeah. it takes people a little bit to react. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now he's like, oh yeah, this is where the big cell comes in. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You're right, just drawing that heat up. Here we go. He's like, I wanna fuck you. <laughs> he's got like three mics up there. W-W-W. I mean
2: Bruno choosing to stay out of the cage for the intro
1: Yeah just listen to that pop He knows Yeah, That's how you sell it man Yeah. It's not like now where Cena and uh, Bray Wyatt were squaring off In their Hell in the Cell or whatever it was
2: Yeah
1: See Immediate Ooh. charge Perfect heal and just beating them down,
2: putting the boots to him early on. Ooh,
1: ah, even just the uh, the impact of him missing it rings a lot harder than though.
2: Yeah, you know, in in reading about San Martino uh, today, one of the things that was brought up was that how his style was sort of a you know it was it was an evolution from the more mat based you know Buddy Rogers Luthes era to you know you see the strikes brawl obviously this is going to be more of a brawl cuz it's Stan Hansen and it's a steel cage but even in his normal matches you know more strikes more power moves yeah um sort of bridging the gap again you know as far as in ring style um to where we are today
1: yeah it's a transition the way uh you go from like him, and then Backlund, who's almost the same, but he does get into more gimmick matches, yeah, as well. And he's sort of a throwback, almost. And, yeah. and then you get to Hogan. Yeah, you know, it's just like that transition. It's just like it's like it's well, wild. we try
2: we try to go back, but no, fuck it, we're going.
1: <laughs> no, we gotta go forward. with yeah. just these like yeah. yeah. Um, I almost think it's the time. You know, our, our attention to detail. Yeah. So that Absolutely. goes with the product. Because, I mean, TV came... Or wrestling, I'm sorry, came along with TV. It was the, one of the first things yeah. to be on TV. Yeah. Ever. You know? Like, yeah. that's awesome. So it's an art, and it grows with our culture. Absolutely, yeah. Some ass cracks. Some early... <laughs> Shawn Michaels was like... <laughs> Watching
0: this as a little kid.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think Stan
2: Hansen, you know, I don't think that was like a predetermined Stan Hansen spot the way it was for HP. But you never know. Show my hair, Malk.
0: Look, look,
2: if I don't show the crack of my ass in the first five <laughs> minutes of this match, then what, why am I even going to New York?
0: Yeah. You better put my ass over. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Stomping him down though, nice. See, he's still got his wrestling maneuvers that yeah, he goes into. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Do. It's good with these, these kicks from the ground.
1: The double leg kick. I, yeah, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, like for somebody to bring that back. And I posted on the Retro Mania page the uh, Roddy Piper match with Bruno San Martino. Of course, almost, nearly 10 years later after this. Yeah. Um, it's still just as much movement, you know? Yeah. Bruno could still go. Yeah. Of course, he's not the youngest cat in the game here either. No,
2: no, yeah. I mean, this is, you know... He's entering, entering the back nine of his career here. Um...
1: He He's 40 years old here. Yeah. So. I think he did the blade job? I don't know. Ooh. I think a lot of this, too, I mean, is the selling. You know, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the art of the sell. We believed it a lot more than... Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, we watch reality television. We know we we question if it's <laughs> fake. <laughs> and I think just the,
2: you know, how deliberate, you know, each each move was. You know, yeah, um, it was meant for something. Exactly.
1: Crowd is still hot as hell. I don't know if this is piped in or not, but.
2: I mean just re- reacting with every every knee.
1: Yeah. Wow. Boston Crab. Who the fuck called Ooh.
0: that? <laughs> That's that, Vince. It's Vince, yeah.
2: Boston Crab. I was going to say somebody's getting fired but then again maybe not.
1: <laughs> no. I'm the boss. I can call whatever if I want to call that a fucking Boston crab. For now on, that's a Boston (laughs) crab. For now on, we're reversing. We're new rule. We're (laughs) reversing the camel clutch and the Boston crab. They'll call it what I tell them to call
2: it. (laughs)
1: Damn
0: it! Right there. That was a punch. <laughs> <laughs> what a maneuver. What a maneuver. Oh Show that ash crack again.
1: <laughs> Notice how I call it ash crack because it, it's it's well he he did snuff. He he didn't yeah. smoke. Sorry. Nice, nice. Sorry. I, I saved it.
2: Yeah, that was good. I didn't I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> on first on the on first pass, but It was quality. uh, I was
1: trying to go for something. Yeah. I guess a a literal chin hold.
2: It's pressure on the on the throat. Yeah. No rules. Yeah. No submission. No pin. No bullshit. Look at it. Oh man. Oh. Stan I guess that was low blow. Yeah, and Hanson's face was looking red there for a second. Um Going back to the crowd though, I love another thing I love about this is like the the reactions yeah. and the and the constant uh the constant hum as opposed to what's the next chant gonna be? Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's the feel, it's yeah. the emotion. Yeah. It's it's the way Japan. Crowds still do. Exactly. I mean, they'll cheer along. Don't yeah. get me wrong, because yeah. they love to play into it. But yeah. it is necessary for the match. It yeah. doesn't overtake the match. Yeah. And lit this this is awesome. Listen to them. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love Chance, but I think they've gotten to a point of oversaturation with the American crowd. I think there's a huge sector of the American wrestling fandom that tries to get themselves over with Chance. And, you know, it's It's, just... It's it's trying to make
1: the show about you.
2: Yeah, it's one of my biggest pet peeves currently. But anyway, so it's cool to to see this and kind of, you know, feel that that vibe. Soak
1: it in. Wow, even a slap that he missed into that steel cage is like uh, yeah
2: Yeah, they're living and dying with him man he's you know he's
1: fighting their fight it's a man reminds me of Barry Wyndham yeah in a way right yeah I see uh, that you know like uh, but he is like he's hoss
2: he could move like Wyndham too which is what part of what made him so scary
0: oh man holding them up
2: keep him in
1: it's always curious to me about like how long do you keep the door open yeah like do you always keep it open you know like yeah you, like is there like a 10 second rule right like, right yeah i've always thought that
2: was like always sort of an awkward role for that referee and you know should i do it now
0: uh, here we go here you open, want, open it now okay i'm closing oh shit okay. what <laughs> <laughs>
1: huh? Hey brother, yeah. brother, I'm a, I'm gonna shut this door. I'm gonna need a notification saying you're coming or something. <laughs> Make it convoluted. up oh, more ass crack. What is going on? Did we just did we just cop into a gold mine that? Um, Stan Hansen is the original Shawn Michaels. I've, you know,
2: <laughs> Sean Sean grew up. He got it from somewhere, man. He you know. Oh, he's
1: raking the face. So now the only only thing I want to see
2: is somebody in WWE 2K whatever taking a Stan Hansen CAW and, like, putting him to Shawn Michaels' entrance. (laughs) Like, 90s Michael where he's, like, prancing around and shit. Ah! Yeah. He's... Oh, man. Because look
1: at the cell job. Yep. What... Uh... We got the. Uh, red. I mean, this is Michael's two thousand SummerSlam two thousand five all over. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's caught up in the ropes. Oh my god! We got red turning to green, and green trunks getting pulled
1: down. <laughs> but the heat on this, yes, is awesome. Yeah, after he's been beating down Bruno the entire match, and Bruno always like interacted with the crowd too. Yeah, like he, a master of it.
0: Did Vince McMahon called
1: called the elbow pad the Lariat? Uh I didn't
2: I didn't catch that. He probably did. He probably equated that with, with the Lariat. You're Stan the Lariat, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that finishing move where you hit him with your elbow pad.
1: Hey Lariat, I'm gonna need you to uh put Bruno over tonight. <laughs> it's like the name Stan. Yeah, Lariat. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Look, oh man! Oh, he just there. walks out. Wow! It's like, well, someone old. pumped their fist. Like the dude in the red afro yeah. was just like,
0: "Fuck!"
2: Did it again. I mean, fans of he's this still caught up. Fans of this era, you know, in the same way that people would tune into Raw every Monday night and see Stone Cold and and, and live vicariously through that character. I mean, they were showing up at the arena every month because he was. He represented that working class contingent yeah um especially for Italian Americans but not just for Italian Americans for people of all races in the working class
1: like yeah he was like because he brought it into play but it wasn't an overt thing like it is now it's like yeah you know, like yeah he was an italian American yeah okay like you know didn't wasn't born here but like he' still like it, that wasn't like the only thing that he was about. Yeah. He was a hard working like guy to look up to like you know but a, 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 you know like a good a good champion. Yeah. I love Stan
2: still getting some heat here. Yeah. <laughs> he just falls off the ropes. That was great. <laughs> that was that was such a good good he little is... touch.
1: He's a showboat, man. Dude. He's showboating in this match. Wow. That's surprising for me because yeah. once he gets older, he doesn't like you know it, he can only do so much with his body. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, can, he can only do so much with his body, but he still shows his way of like spitting at the crowd and like yeah. chasing him with the lasso and everything. But uh, you see some of that aggression shit. there with the cage,
2: yeah. kind of like a caged animal.
1: But still, like he's bumping like a like an animal, like Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Ziegler.
0: yeah.
2: Red Afro friend is, is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just pointing the finger at Bruno. Here we go. You got Bruno'd.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
2: Being escorted by police.
1: The announcer. Do it, make it better, wake it harder, better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: It's just cause those <laughs> mics, I don't know. It's like you
2: Eleven minutes and eleven seconds. I'll oh, wait. Yeah. I'll oh, wait. Yeah. My hand the goes attendance. up, your yeah, mouth yeah. goes shut.
0: California loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 11 minutes, 11 seconds. That felt longer, right? It did. It did. Yeah. Oh, my God. What an awesome. What an awesome match. Yeah. Like. From 1976. And I'm saying that.
2: Yeah. Just, you know, just a perfect gives you a great idea of, you know how over he was with with the crowd and and just his ability to you know his ability to to sell there's a there's a certain art of like you know selling your offense too and i think you know he he does a really good job of that and obviously you know selling for for Stan Hansen as well um just you know just a good a good little snapshot of
1: of you know why he was such a legend that he was yeah like uh, amazing Amazing here. Do do you have time to watch one more?
2: Uh, Where are we at? We're at 820. This is, yeah, there's nine minutes. I can do yeah. yeah. Nine minutes. All
1: right. Folks, if you want to do it, WWF, Boston Garden, December 7th, 1985, Bruno Sammartino versus Roddy, Roddy Piper.
2: On the parquet floor, brother.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I mean, this is awesome because it's, 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 it's Roddy's birthday. Yep. And Bruno passed away today. This is a great little brawl. Yeah. The end of their feud, um, almost. Uh, they had a steel cage brawl that you can see on um, the WWE Network, like I spoke of. Yep. But if you guys want to find this one, we're going to share it in the description as well. And you can find it on YouTube. We're going to count down as usual from 5, four, three, two, 1. Zero is when you click. All right. Keep it up with us. Ready? Did yep. you find it? Okay. Five. Four.
0: four three,
1: three. Two. One. They gave it a one hour time limit.
2: Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Look, Bruno is feisty as fuck, man. Yeah. He's going going after him. Yeah.
1: Nearly fifty years old. Oh. Firing up at this time. Yeah. And the, the, listen to the audience again. This is not piped in. Yeah. I don't think this is piped in. Did he bust him open already? Did he blade?
2: No. No, not yet. Uh, it's coming though, I'm
1: sure. I mean, this is at the time where he, uh, where, uh, Bruno Sammartino is slicking his hair back like Kazuya Mishima from Tekken because <laughs> he's got that bald spot in the back. Yeah. So he's yeah. got to cover it up. Oh, yep. Piper is bleeding monsoon. It's
0: a conspiracy. <laughs> Bruno. Oh. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's still he still got it. He does. And the crowd is still with him 100%. A generation after his
1: first world title win. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Beat into the cut. That's Rod, That's my impression of Roddy. I can't do a <laughs> good Roddy. I'm not a good Roddy, but I
0: can do a Bruno.
1: He
0: was a great guy. who was willing to give his blood. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Low blow.
2: Right in the old, unprotected balls.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Those old Italian
0: meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had these uh, great Italian meatballs. And my mother, the marinara, is what kept me going. It's the marinara
1: inside the old man that keeps him going. And I don't think that cut is deep enough, but he's still trying to get something out of it. I mean, yeah. I think the referee tried to even help to him open up. And he was like, "Yeah."
2: Me- what is the deal with this ref? This ref is all kinds of fucking disheveled. He's <laughs> <This> got <guy, laughs> just
1: banged someone's sister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we need you out here. Ah shit! Johnny <laughs> shirt- Johnny's come lately.
2: To- yeah, shirts half untucked and two sizes too big. He's trying to get some, <laughs> trying to get some respect. How is anybody going to respect this official? How can he,
1: I can't even watch the match. <laughs> One. Uh, t- t- two. If, he was, if it was right now, I'd be checking his cell phone.
0: Yeah. Three. Uh. uh Righty. Yeah.
2: Hey. Uh, <laughs> do you think Vince is going to be mad that my shirt's
0: unironed? If you'd be honest.
2: <laughs> the
0: fucking. Honestly, I can't even look at you. You look <laughs> like a slob. Ugh. double leg, double leg.
2: Still with those double leg kicks. Oh, and the Ooh. knee lift. Ah.
1: Still firing back though.
2: Hey, man, he's got, moving
0: hey, quick. He's not.
1: There's no slack in him.
2: No, yeah, he's working hard, man. Holy
1: shit, he just ran to Roddy. Yeah,
0: he's
1: and he's running, running back. him back
0: in the ring. Holy shit! It's a physically fit man. It is the marinara. <laughs> this referee is wet as <laughs> overdone spaghetti. Hey, uh, you guys. You know I'm gonna.
2: You know, i count you out. <laughs> so you know, dude. Serious. Do uh,
1: All right, do something. Big sell, big sell. All right, yes. slicking back that. Mishima here. They're going crazy. Uh, some more ass crack here. Shawn Michaels must have been watching Bruno San Martino matches but took away the heels yeah. more. That's
2: <laughs> you know, that's how Bruno's heels got over, you know.
0: Show the show the he showed the ass <laughs> and basically I I was the ass kicker.
2: Uh, you know, I was, I was watching Bruno San Martino and I was like, hey, <laughs> I got to show my ass. You know, if I'm going to get over, you know, if is going to get over. I got no news
1: for you. News update, news update. <laughs> ass showing is in.
2: Oh, a little, little bit of a receipt there for yeah. Rowdy. Yeah. I like Rowdy's sell yeah. here yeah. of the of the ball and shot. My
0: meatballs were affected. <laughs> And then his meatballs were affected. You know? It's a recipe for disaster. Look that. Oh. Uh-oh. Jesus. Is that the viper? Huh?
1: That's the gardener steak.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to find out what's in this cast. <laughs> oh. It's a long noodle. It's kind of like a, an angel hair pasta. Angel hair that's what I got right. <laughs> Angel hair is what he has right now because it doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Still the feud is hot. I mean Piper and Orndorff are hot at yeah. this time. Both
2: you know new to the company and, and
1: coming off that WrestleMania 1. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> Jeez! Yeah, ref- I guess I'll go. All right, referee.
1: Cool. Look, I'm already almost halfway undressed, so. Uh. It's like it's like
2: he's wearing his dad's <laughs> shirt. He's like a little kid wearing his dad's work shirt for fun. It's you see, it's like three three sizes too big. Isn't that fun?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Somebody needs to help this man. And it sure as shit is not gonna be the referee. Oh
0: Hey, come on oh. <laughs>
1: Why'd you even try? At least at least he is try I mean he He came out, he did his job, dude. He didn't have any other shirts but that big like three XL in his right. car and he was like, I still gotta do my job <laughs> and he still tried to help Brunar. He's like, I still gotta do my job So he's a good guy. I just don't give mean, don't guy. give him he's a, a hard time. Man. Wow, and they just walk off with a lot of heat. Well,
2: it's just, just you and me, kid.
1: Oh,
0: damn. little help? Could you untie me? I'm <laughs> twisted like a rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm like a boat tie. Jeez, sweet bangs. The of this match by a Bruno San
1: Ooh, still gets a big pop for the yeah. DQ win.
2: Yeah, not the kind of victory he's looking the for. He took and me, he paid the price.
0: That he Thanks, did. Thanks, Gorilla. Let's go back and take, look back and take another look. <laughs>
1: I can't. You're right. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even know he was a ref for a second.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of shirt to try to tuck into those pants too. That's true. This three XL. Yeah.
1: like, it's all blue tight guys that kind of, that kind of got confusing. Yeah. I mean, you could only tell by ratios of hair. I mean,
2: that was that was the genesis of the feud, right? Is who was going to carry on the tradition of the blue. I got the
0: blue. He's got the blue afro, I I have the blue balding angel look, and then he's got the blue Scottish look.
2: You know, blue trunks have always been like my, my
0: gimmick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's still trying to slip. Oh, look at back. Jesus. Still, bet they drew a house there. Oh yeah, right, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking along with me on yeah. that, uh, the yeah. ride. Uh, as always, um, rest in peace. Yeah, Bruno San Martino, the living. <laughs> we'll
2: cut that out. <laughs> we'll, cut- we'll cut that out. We- we- please cut that out. <laughs>
1: rest in peace to Bruno San martino one of the greatest legends of all time um seriously uh, he, he might play a, a role in our second season you never know yeah no yeah keep, keep your
2: ass peeled because we're we're uh we're, we're gonna be booking the territory brother yeah and we're gonna be looking at the roster top to bottom
1: see and we got we got two, old and new two, two pads and two pins yeah so yeah we're gonna do it um yeah it's gonna be fun Hulkamania is dead stick around and then we're gonna have plenty of more Retro Mania bonus episodes um and if you enjoyed this please like share subscribe help us review something spread the word um like I said I want this the place for uh wrestling fans to come and have a retrospective look back and a laugh back and uh some 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 you know some other stuff here and there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all fun yeah come on guys yeah, yeah. Um, so Jimmy we can always find you at Twitter on uh, Jimmy underscore price yep and you can always write in to us at retromania podcast at gmail.com that's retromania with the W at the beginning and you can find us on YouTube. And as always, we're with MoholeRadio.com. So if you go there You can follow us there as well And they always have Some great podcasts that come out The Inept Supervillains from Chicago Yes Awesome stuff there um, And as always, Movie the Podcast yeah. Some great stuff there as well would, Yeah, They need to, they need to have us on
2: We need to lay down the challenge, brother You need to have the hosting squad on Movie the Podcast We'll have a sit down and uh, they might have to wait until the next WWE Easter, but yeah, uh, I think that would be fun. Uh, I, 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 movie
1: the podcast is always, always all kinds of fun, but uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe some more uh, molehole you know, Mohele family, uh, you know, podcasting. Yeah. I enjoyed the last one that we did. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. Um Thank you, as always, for listening to us, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep on rolling and riding.
0: That's yeah. how we're rolling, rolling, rolling. We didn't
1: get that this year.
2: No, we? yeah, we didn't. Didn't get biker taker. Didn't get, didn't get, didn't get you know, Kid Rock. Maybe next year.
1: Yeah, we'll see if we're lucky. One can only hope.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, well, stick around.
2: Fred Durst is going in the fucking Hall of Fame next year.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! I know y'all be loving this shit right here. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling those lighters. <laughs> it's a deep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, guys. Right.
0: Bye.